0: Welcome to CamdenCast. I'm Tambi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven podcast.
1: Yes, in this episode of CamdenCast, we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 3 of 7th Heaven. The title of the episode is Cutters. Or if you are in France, the title of the episode is The Best Friend. Or if you are in Germany, the title is Friends. Uh, So our IMDb user synopsis for this episode is... Matt enters an atypical confidence crisis when a girl campus (laughs) refuses flat out to date him or even accept his tutoring, so he acts for constructive criticism at home. Simon feels needlessly guilty when Ruthie reacts to his warning the twin babies will make parental attention scarce by deliberately failing a test to make Annie coach her, so he bribes Ruthie, who even scams him for double. Lucy's biology grades are disastrous, according to Mary, due to new, in quotes, best friend, Nicole Jacob, whom she catches cutting herself. Uh, I just want to say that this seems like the person did it, like they dictated it, like a text, like a speech-to-text thing, because he he acts for constructive criticism, and when a girl campus refuses to flat-out date him, so... No, those are typos. I, I always read these the way they are written. It's not me being unable to read.
0: Um, so as the summary tells us, uh, this and the title of this episode, uh, it's about a very sensitive topic, uh, cutting. So, Trigger warning. Yes, like actually. Uh, if this is not something that you want to hear commentary about or listen to, etc., cetera, that's completely fine, and we'll see you during the next
1: episode we won't see anyone though. Uh, oh, well, uh, I guess
0: you can listen to us during the next episode.
1: So, what was your first impression?
0: Um I think that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um and but I do feel like what I mentioned during this episode is anytime None of the bad things that happen or, like, uh, like alcoholism or drug addiction or, in this episode, cutting, are never things that are occurring to Camden family, like the immediate Camden family, and usually are too, about an outsider. And I think the show usually focuses on the effect, like, what the Camdens are doing in response versus looking at, like, the actual person dealing with this. So, like, you know, when uh, Lucy lost her friend uh, in that car accident... The focus was on Lucy, uh, but we didn't really see what, like, how, like, the family was dealing with the fact that they just lost their, like, youngest daughter. Or, um, you know, in the last episode when we were dealing with the fact that Mitch, Kevin, Kevin Mitch, might be, uh, like, have alcohol, he had alcohol poisoning. It was all about how Matt saves a day, and we don't really hear about if Kevin, like, deals with his alcohol issues. I mean, he doesn't have alcohol issues, but, like, right? I don't know. That's my,
1: yeah, I think um that's a good observation, and like because of the nature of the show and the way they've set it up that like it's the minister and his family, nothing like the kids never really i mean, I don't wanna say never they sometimes they do have their own issues, and sometimes they do get like a little bit out of control, but these things, like they wanted to introduce all of these issues and cover them in these episodes. But they also wanted to have, like, this perfect family deal with it. So it's always an outsider, and then it's always focused on, the imp- like, the impact it has on them. And I don't know. It's,
0: uh... I think it's commendable that 7th Heaven tries to have uh, conversations that I think a lot of other television shows weren't having during that time period. Um, but I think that their delivery is not as good as it should be unfortunately. But at least, uh, when they explain what cutting is and why certain people do it, um, it's done very tastefully, I'm going to say.
1: I think they usually are pretty good with that, though, when they do just, like, I can't think of a topic that they, like, a very, like, heavy topic that they addressed. Racism they were horrible at. Oh, well, they didn't even talk, they they never talked about it. So, um, but, I mean, no one was talking about it in 1996, so the fact that they even, like, made an episode about right, it right. might be, like, the positive thing to look at. I don't know. Uh, so, But before we get into the cutting
0: storyline, I think we should uh, jump into the other storylines that play, take place in this episode, uh, which we'll do first by going through the cold open. So, the episode starts with... Mary and Lucy... And Nicole. And Nicole Jacobs. Jacob. Who's the new best friend. Uh, they're in the girls' room. Uh,
1: and... Girls'...
0: The girls' room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: and um, Lucy is asking Nicole, "Would you? Ra- who would you rather be stranded on a desert island with? Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, or Danny Johnson from English class? I'd pick Matt Damon. We later find out, though, that... Um, the only class that Nicole and Lucy have together is biology. So who's who as Jimmy Moon once said, whose English class is Danny Johnson from? Well, that's not actually what he said, but I would have chosen Leonardo DiCaprio because of Shelter Island. He f- I feel like he might have been able to help. Do you mean Shutter Island? Shutter Island, Shelter. Yeah, shelter Island's a real place. Yes. Shutter <laughs> Island. I saw that film. I didn't. I don't <laughs> remember it. I don't
0: I, I don't think I saw Shutter Island.
1: Um yeah, well, I saw it, and I don't know. He, I think it was like supposed to be some sort of conspiracy thing. Actually, in the end, I saw it once when it came out, which means I don't remember anything because that was like seven years ago.
0: Um, they're supposed to be studying for their biology test, or not? They're supposed to be just going over their biology homework. Um, and Lucy, has, some says something about how positive thinking makes positive results, which is not true. That's not how things work. Um, that's not how life is. Uh, Mary is really annoyed. She's supposed to be reading Hamlet um, and can't, like, concentrate because of the girls
1: g- giggling. Giggling and talking about Danny Johnson from... Oh, did we say that uh, Nicole's choice is Danny Johnson from English class? Right.
0: Uh, now, Nicole uh, is our Who the Fuck is That of this episode. It's Allison Mack. Um, she's known for playing Chloe from uh, from Smallville, which is also another WB show. Um, and other things like Wilfred, which is more, like, recently, uh, which is an FX show, and when she was younger, she was in Honey, We Shrunk the Kids.
1: Oh. She's the daughter. Oh, so she gets shrunk. Yeah. Well, there she is. So anyway, then uh, Mary goes downstairs to tell the Camerons that Lucy is insufferable and that, like, they need to go break up Like, they're just talking about boys. You need to go get them out of my room because I need to read all of Hamlet and I can't get past the first page. And they do such a a parent thing and they're like, oh, well, you left all of your reading for tonight, like for the night before the assignment is due.
0: I wonder if they picked Hamlet as this is probably reading too much into it. As like the Shakespeare play because Hamlet's the closest to being like suicidal. I don't know. Well, he has that
1: whole speech about yeah, wanting to, to die, to be <laughs> and not being.
0: Um, anyway, I think that's too much. Giving that too much killed. credit.
1: Well, I mean, everybody died. Everyone's <laughs> <It's> a tragedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. Spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah,
0: um, so a side note here: we are still doing the oh my god, pregnant woman craziness thing because uh, Annie is eating corn dogs with Miracle Whip.
1: <laughs> this, I very distinctly remember when I watched this my first go around this summer because I, the first thing I did like the next day I was like, I went out and bought corn dogs because there are so many corn dogs in this episode. So again with the food. Um, so yeah, that's Annie's thing, corn dogs. Uh, the
0: parents discuss how it's great that, um, she has a new best friend. Lucy has a new best friend saying, it, like, ever since Suzanne moved away. When you mentioned the fact, what about her best friend that... Oh, yeah, they
1: said since Suzanne moved away, and they're totally glossing. I know that, okay, so people, it was controversial when we discussed the car accident with... I forget the girl's name because it was one episode. Like, I'm not even being, like, callous here. But I have no... Like, that was such uh, almost a forgettable episode because they just introduced something just to take it away, and then they haven't spoken about it since. And they're like, oh, it's so good that Lucy has a best friend since Suzanne, ignoring the fact that she was calling the girl who was in the car accident her best friend, Sarah, Jen and Sarah. Yeah, Sarah, yeah. Sarah was the one who died. And they're just... Well, like, again, kind of just, like, this glossing was, over the fact that this girl died, and this was supposed to be her best friend, and this was handled, like, I, I don't know. If you think that that, was, that this entire, the way they've carried on going forward, that this has been handled well, then I, I don't know what to say, because they've really dismissed this the fact that this girl died going forward.
0: I think, like, this would have been a great opportunity for them to say something like, ever since Suzanne moved away and Sarah... Like, past, like, had her, like, you know, it's great that Lucy's having new people in her life, but they, yeah, you're right, they completely don't mention that whatsoever, and it's not mentioned at all in this episode, when there were plenty of opportunities for it to be brought up, because, unfortunately, Lucy has a bad track record keeping friends around.
1: Um, Well, and, like, I guess because, well, Suzanne is the only consistent person that they took away, and then they bring back, like, periodically to be like, hey, remember this girl... But that's why another reason why I thought the whole thing with Sarah was like uh, done poorly because it was this girl who was introduced and was had like twenty minutes of at, at most of screen time before they killed her, and I was like, I don't know how we're supposed to think that like Lucy is really impacted by this because this girl is a stranger to like everyone.
0: Um, so we're told that the reason that Nicole and um, Lucy get along so well is because they're both. Emo- um, um, Extremely emotional. They're both middle children, and they're both blonde and loopy. Um, so, yes, <laughs> um, we have. Loopy. Yes, they've been
1: using that word a lot lately.
0: So that sets up the first storyline, which is the Lucy uh, and Mary, Annie, uh, Nicole, and Rev storyline. I those guess people. all those people. <laughs> um, then we move on to Ruthie and Simon's room. Ruthie is trying to bug Simon, who also has a test tomorrow, um, and. They have a
1: conversation about the fact that Ruthie is naturally smart like Mary, um, and that she's probably going to play basketball too. And then Simon tells Ruthie that like, oh, it's good that she's so smart and kind of self sufficient because once the babies come, uh, there's not you know there's only going to be so much attention to go around. And uh, the squeaky wheel gets the, the oil. He keeps saying, and I'm like, that's not really that phrase. Uh, and he's like, and, and Lucy is the squeakiest. Um, he goes, no one squeaks squeaks like Lucy, or Lucy squeaks like the best of
0: them or something.
1: Yeah, so uh, he basically says, like, you're not going to get any attention when the babies come, so good thing. Uh, and This
0: basically puts everything that Ruthie does in the episode into motion. Uh, And that sets up that storyline. And the final storyline we have is Matt uh, at the library at Crawford University. He um, goes and sits down next to Becky, who's in his psych class. Uh, Congratulations to Matt. Got an A on his psych test last week. Uh, But Becky only got a C. Minus? Plus? I don't know. She Not well. She did not not do well. well.
1: Not as well as Matt.
0: So Becky asks, or they, like, try to say that they're going to study together. But then as soon as Matt brings up, like, that it's a date... Uh, She's like, uh, no, thank you. And he gets rejected.
1: Yeah, because she was like a study. I don't know. It's uh, so he gets rejected, and then this kind of he he kind of storms into the house. Well, then Uh, no, that well, that's that's the end. That's the end. Uh,
0: So that's the end of the cold open, and it sets up, as I said, all three of our storylines. And I guess we'll start with um, we'll go straight into Matt. Yeah. So Matt is upset about the fact that he's been rejected. As you said, he was storming into the house.
1: Yeah, and he—I think the first people who were there are the Rev and Annie. Yes, and he's like, "Oh, well, actually, no, he doesn't storm into the house. It's the next day." He's like, yes, yes. He comes down and for to and I think the Rev is like, "Oh, good morning," or whatever. And I think we're supposed to get the idea that he slept very late, <laughs> uh, and that's out of character apparently. And he just grabs like a box of cereal and starts eating it dry out of the box. And the Rev is like, oh, you look like hell. Um, I don't know. He looks exactly the same to me. It's Uh, just he's
0: wearing pajamas, which I guess is not something he usually...
1: I don't know. I don't know. He just woke up. Uh, So then that's... So that's like... I don't know. Uh, so then the rev... I don't exactly know how he, he starts putting it together, but well, he says... Well, he basically
0: knows right away. Apparently, like... the What we find out is that Matt's never been rejected before uh, from when he's asked out a girl. And he's like, oh, it's finally happened. My son's finally been rejected. And Annie kind of has the same reaction. And I think they handle this very poorly because Matt's like, uh, what's wrong with me that like she rejected me?
1: Right, and Annie's like, oh, I can't... But like, it, there's something wrong with her. It can't be you. Uh, and it's just, like, kind of feeding into this entitlement that we've already seen that Matt has... Appa- like, this is the first time we're seeing it, but he apparently thinks no one should ever reject him, ever. Uh but- and there's something, and Annie's like, "Well, there's something wrong with her if she doesn't want to go out with you."
0: Yeah, and she calls him the most handsome boy in the world, uh, which
1: doesn't it's like a mom thing to say. Yeah,
0: but which doesn't make sense because this is my first '90s fashion comment. Um, Matt has decided to grow a soul patch or some sort of like fuzzy thing under his lip. It's not. It's not quite a soul patch. yet. Yeah, it's just a little bit of. Uh, I don't know what to call it. It's like the very beginnings of a goatee. Yeah. Very, very, very beginnings, um, but yeah. So now that Matt's uh, got in, got it into his head that there's something wrong with him, and he needs to fix it because this girl Becky rejected him. So he first recruit tries to recruit Matt. Uh, sorry, tries to recruit Simon and Ruthie to tell him what's wrong with him. Uh, Ruthie and Matt's like
1: uh, Simon. Yes, Ruthie, Ruthie and, and Simon. Uh, well, Ruthie is like, who he thinks you smell sometimes," and then. Matt, this entire time, is, like, extremely irritable and kind of, like, hysterical. And he's like, oh, your best, your, wait, no, your your imaginary friend thinks I smell? Oh, that's just great. And then I don't know what Simon says. Um,
0: Simon's like, oh, some, it's something about, maybe it's your cologne. And he's oh, like, yeah, I don't even, like, yeah, I, don't I don't wear worry. cologne. So then Matt recruits Mary. Um, Mary... Gives him a long list of reasons. Uh, Little comment about Matt's room now. He used... I don't know if we mentioned this, but he used to have, like, beads
1: in his doorway. Oh, yeah, like... I don't know, like, instead of a door, but then he... I think that at first there was no door, and then that was the beads, and then he got a door, and he still had the beads, but now the beads are gone because he put a dartboard on the outside of his bedroom door.
0: So Mary lists a bunch of things, like it might be your hair, which is too effeminate. It might be the thing that you're growing under your lip. It might be the clothes that you wear. um,
1: Like Simon says the clothes, because after Mary lists those two things, Matt's like, okay, I've heard enough from you, and he's kicking her out, and they open the door, and Simon's there, and he's like, oh, she might not like the way you dress. So Matt's bright idea is to put on this very... Like, I don't even... A blouse. He was wearing a blouse, I would say. Yeah, it's a white blouse. And, um, like, pants that fit him, and then the Rev's sport jacket, which was... was comically large.
0: And brown. It was very brown. It was, like, kind of chocolatey brown. Um, and he, did, and he like, does his hair different. Like, it's all slicked back. Uh, and he decides that this is the way to go, and he's going to get this Becky chick. Um... He runs into her, and by runs into, like, he purposely tries to find her, I'm assuming, on campus.
1: He's, like, walking, she's, like, sitting on a bench, not really a bench, like, a ledge, as he's, like, walking around campus. But I I guess he was actively seeking her out.
0: So uh, the way that he phrases it is that it's, like, a study date, which is not really a date, which I guess, like, Becky reads is not a date. And she also, like, comments about how great the jacket looks. So he thinks he's now, like, done it. He's won her over, he's changed his look, and Becky's saying yes to going on a date with him. And it makes it worse because Becky gives, her, gives him her address and says that they're going to study at her place at 8 o'clock. Um, so now Matt thinks, yay, I got a date. Fast forward to the date. <laughs> um, which is clearly not a date because they're just studying... Um. about it, uh, the, the, e- the, aid of yeah. the ego, ah, which is, I guess, because he has such an ego about... <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> well, was,
1: we knew it was psychology. Right. So... Uh, I didn't make that connection. So um, while they're studying, this guy walks in and says something like... Hey, babe. Yeah, and uh, he's like, oh, the library was crowded. I figured I'd just come home here. And Matt, like, she's like oh that's my boyfriend and Matt freaks out and he's like oh that's great you're you're using this guy to like you're using me to make this guy jealous or whatever and she's like uh, no i he, i wasn't sure if he would be comfortable with me studying with you and i really needed the help of an a student so after you talked to me the other day where he clearly was making it seem like he was asking her on like a social date yeah She's like, I talked to him, and he said he would be fine with you coming over to study or whatever. And then Matt says something that kind of implies that he's better looking than this other guy, and that's all that matters in dating someone. And that um then he grabs all of his crap and he storms out like this is like this girl had misrepresented what was going on in some way. And I don't think she ever was, no, because exactly. before they set up this date, she asked him like very clearly, this is just to study, and he was like, yeah, yeah, just to study. Although I did think it was a little bit, when he was like, I'll meet you in the library, and she's like, come to my apartment. But But they
0: needed that for, like, the whole...
1: For the boyfriend to walk Uh in, yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, the fact that his immediate, like, thought process when she, when the boyfriend walks in is, oh, you're using me to make him jealous, and not, like, oh, this is not a date. (laughs) Like,
1: that, exactly, this, like, idea of the fact that like he's into, like this is his, this is his to take now
0: and then he comes home and is clearly upset and Annie goes it's great news that she has a boyfriend cuz clearly the only reason she rejected you was because she's with someone yeah, else and he's
1: like i i thought i thought that might be the case
0: and it's like can you not like this is not the things that you should be teaching um, your like, your sons, or even your daughters. Like or anyone. anyone. You
1: shouldn't tell anyone that they are entitled to anything, especially to other anybody, people. Yes,
0: or anybody else's time, or their, like, love, or anything. Like, people yeah. don't have to like you. <laughs> and you don't have to like people. Newsflash.
1: Um, there are a lot of people who probably don't like you, and you know what? You probably don't like a lot of people.
0: Yeah, we know that already because you it's didn't... The
1: circle of life. Yeah,
0: so, like... I don't know. I thought this was very poorly done. Uh, I don't know if this was supposed to be for, like, comedy or, like, what the point of this storyline was, but uh, it's
1: It's, like, I it, I don't know. They Again, they didn't have anything to do, and I don't know how I feel about when they make these fake little, like, storylines for characters when they could be spending time on, like, I don't know, like, the name of the episode is Cutters, and they... Kind of didn't spend as much. I don't know. They could have spent more time on that, making it about the, the actual person who was cutting. But yeah, anyway. I think
0: I think this is a trap that Seven Seven falls into quite a lot. They feel like they need to have every character, every Camden family member, on the show all the time. Where I think that, like in the last episode, "Drunk Like Me," they could have maybe focused it entirely on this fraternity thing. And this episode, like it's called cutters, they could focus entirely and then, you know, have the rest of the Camden's in the background just, like...
1: Uh, so, like, you yeah. know, not everyone needs to be doing something every episode. Exactly. Uh, like, on, on, like, this is kind of, I don't want to call it, like, an ensemble show, but, like, in a family, in shows with family, sometimes, like, characters aren't around. Yeah. Especially with a family this big. They're, you know, they're doing their own thing, and it's unremarkable, and we don't need to see it on screen.
0: Like, you could very easily get away with saying, Matt is spending a lot of time in the library this episode, that's why you don't see him. Yeah. You know, or, and you can very easily get away with, like, the kids are in the kids' room, so that's why you <laughs> just, don't, <laughs> kids' room. I do not
1: endorse this grammar.
0: I'm not telling people to talk like me. I'm <laughs> just talking. <laughs> Um, speaking of the kids, uh, Ruthie and Simon's, Simon's storyline is uh, based around the fact that Ruthie decides that she needs to get
1: some grease. Yes.
0: And get, uh, her parent, her parent, especially her mom's attention. So she comes home from school and she like purposely has failed her math test. She's written the number 51 for all of her answers.
1: Yes. Uh, and the Reverend Annie are like, how could this happen? You're so good at math. Uh, and she's like, I don't know. So she's like, you, you have to tutor me. It's really bad. And then uh, Annie, after dinner and everything, Annie goes up to Ruthie's room, and she is, like, playing dress-up with Happy, and Annie's like, okay, it doesn't look like much studying is going on here, and Ruthie's like, I had no idea where to start or whatever. You need to help me with everything. Um, they sit down, and um, I just want to say I think that Ruthie's homework was a little bit below grade level because she asks Annie asks her to add like six, six and three yeah um, and she's pretending she can't do it. She's like 12. No, the answer is 15. 20. Yeah uh, so then Ruthie kind of uh, gives up gives herself up because yeah. she she tells Annie like, oh gee, I guess I need a lot of help. I guess you're going to need to study with me every single night, even after the babies come. And then she leans over and she pats Annie's stomach, and she goes, I hope you guys don't mind. (laughs) So Annie obviously sees, like, right right through this because... um, But
0: she doesn't do anything about it in that scene. Uh, The next real thing that we have happening in the storyline is Simon realizing that he kind of, like, made all this happen by having the conversation he had.
1: So Simon is, like, distraught about the fact... Um, that he is causing this trouble for Ruthie, I guess, and that she's, like, intentionally failing. So he makes this deal that if Ruthie um, gets... Uh, for every question. For every, for every question that she gets right on her math test the following day, because apparently in second grade she has math tests every day, uh, he will give her 50 cents, and she says, well, that's there are 20 questions on the math test, so that's, like, if I get every single one right, you'll owe me $10. Um, and then Simon says something about, like, ha, oh, ha, oh, you're, yeah, you're not good at math, but it's a, he's being sarcastic.
0: I will say that, um, I appreciate Ruthie's fashion choices in this episode, mostly because she's wearing red Doc Martens, and it's been my dream to own a pair of Doc Martens, and that's never gonna happen.
1: Booties. Uh, so, then I think the next thing is they come back from school, and Ruthie, uh, is, like, very proud to show Annie and the Rev that she... Uh, got not she got all of the questions right on the math test from that day but she did so well that her teacher let her re uh take take the previous day's test and she's like right that's 40 questions right so and then simon is like horrified because he's realizes that he's now twenty dollars uh he owes twenty dollars to ruthie and then Later on, Ruthie is, like, looking for him to get her $20, and she finds him hiding in his closet, and she's like, pay up? Uh, and he says, no, I said, you know, I, I don't know. He said, I-
0: "He says, for this test, we never talked about another test. And she's like, ah, it's what the test I took today, so it counts. So anyway, he ends up paying her $20. Um, and the end of the storyline is really that Annie gives back the $20 because of mom secrets that she knows that he got he, he paid Ruthie $20. What I don't get is how this is resolved. Does this mean that she's not going to be a squeaky wheel anymore? Um is I don't know, maybe she got it out of out of her system. I guess so, like she'd rather be good at math than be a squeaky wheel. I mean, right, Simon so mean, isn't going to
1: bribe her for every single test she right. takes. So
0: Because I thought that was a bad way to go, but apparently I guess it worked.
1: Well, I guess maybe now, like, Annie was in on it, so I guess we can presume, like, off-screen.
0: Yeah. Annie told
1: Ruthie, like, hey, I'll pay attention to you when these babies are born.
0: Yeah, which would have been a better conversation to have than any of the other things. Don't do this. Um, But that's that. And now we get to the uh, main storyline this episode. Um, (laughs) I was going to say season, which is why there were so many S sounds, but it's episode. Uh, we are at sc- well, okay, first thing I want to say is, in the cold open, we kind of figure out that Mary does not like Nicole, or not, she, like, thinks there's something off about Nicole.
1: I, um, don't really understand where she gets this from, because so far... No, it's just, like, she, she's acting just like Lucy, so right. if something's up with Nicole, then something must be up with Lucy as well.
0: And, uh, the next day at school, uh, oh, which is, like, right after the cold open, um, I guess, like, I don't know if we talk about this, but the usual setup is when they are putting the rest of the credits down for the show, and also, like, showing the names of all the guest stars, they usually have, like, music and, like, something not, like, affecting the plot at all happening in the background. The, in this episode, it's Lucy doing her makeup, uh, she's putting on lipstick that you can't see on her face and blush that does not come on on her face either. Um, I think she puts on, like, something else. Oh, she, like, sprays perfume yeah, all over herself. all over
1: the hallway. Um,
0: and she meets up with Nicole in the hallway outside of the biology classroom. And she's like,
1: don't look who's coming now. But No, she's like, look, but don't Do look, look, but look, but don't make it obvious. And it's Danny Johnson from English class who is probably... 30 years old. Yes. Um, She
0: says hi, and he laughs at her. And this is kind of the first that we get of like, ooh, something's up. Because instead of wanting to go to class, she's like, I need to go to the bathroom. Um, Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And uh, Lucy goes, no, no, we're going to be late to class. Let's go. Uh, And we also get the idea here that they're best friends because they say it seven million times in a sentence.
1: Right. And And this is why our IMDb... Uh, user synopsis um, ha- had best friends in quotes because again they throw this term around quite loosely. Like
0: I don't call somebody my best friend until unless like I've known them for like three or four plus years. So I don't know.
1: Work for it. It takes, it takes Lucy like three hours. <laughs> not, probably not even that that many hours.
0: They walk into their biology classroom. This is another uh, '90s fashion moment. I have no idea what Lucy is wearing. I don't know if it's, like, a shirt with a long white skirt or if it's, like, a it's, long dress. It is a
1: sh- it's a shirt with a long white skirt, but the shirt and the skirt are, like, the same color, almost. Mm-hmm. The, I, I saw the, in the later scene, I, I, I was able to see, like, that it was two different, that it wasn't a dress.
0: Two different shades of white, basically. Yeah.
1: And then she's got, like, a sweater on. Um, but it was a strange look.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not... It wasn't something... I don't even think it's, like, a 90s thing. It just wasn't a good look.
1: Yeah, I don't know. All or right. what? So... We, um...
0: It, there's a pop quiz in biology. But even before the pop quiz, like, happens, the teacher, Mr. Jackson, I think his name is, um, says, you have to see me after school, to both Nicole right. and Lucy.
1: I think that the, the thing is, like, he announces that there's a quiz, and they look, like, scared or something. And right then, he just decides, like, you have to see me after school, and then... After school, we find out that they like Lucy got a D plus or something, mm-hmm. and Nicole just says, "Well, you did better than me, so she got worse than a D plus." And this is episode three of season three, so it's got it's like October, October at best. It mm-hmm. might even still be late September. And this teacher is like, "Well, you need to get your grades up and start paying attention because you're you're going to fail biology and have to take it again next year if you don't." Uh, get your grades up. And I was like, really? They, they School has just started.
0: Mary overhears this conversation. And uh, actually, before we start talking about this, um, you had something to say about Oh, like, yeah, because this is
1: when she's wearing... I was going to wait until... She- this is when she's wearing that outfit. But um, so Mary in this season, I noticed in this episode and in the last episode, they have been dressing her in more form-fitting clothes, whereas like in the first two seasons, they pretty much had her in like kind of loose-fitting jeans as well as kind of, like, bigger, like, T-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff. But in this season, she has been wearing, like, form-fitting clothes. And, I don't know, we speculated that the whole thing where they were like, Jessica Biel has to grow out her hair, that while her hair was short, they were like, oh, we have to dress her in clothes that will keep, like, these boys who really don't watch the show for anything other than Jessica Biel, like, keep them coming back. Um,
0: Yeah, some sort of, like, compromise between the fact that apparently because... Uh, girls that have short hair are not attractive anymore once they cut off their hair. Yes. Which is ridiculous and wrong. Um, but yeah, there's definitely more form-fitting clothing. Um, Mary says that, like, Lucy needs to tell the Cameron's about this bad grade and blah, blah, blah. She also, again, like, brings up the point that, like, Nicole's not good for her because this is the only class she's failing and it's the only class she has on Nicole, which is... What is it? No causation? No co- co- correlation without causation? I don't know, whatever. It's,
1: I don't know what you're trying to say.
0: It's the thing that we learned in, before I took
1: the LSAT, which was years ago. Oh.
0: But um, I had something else to say about this. because I Correlation were, does
1: not mean causation. Yeah. It like, does not equal causation.
0: Um, the other thing I have to mention, uh, because it's said in passing in this episode and I feel like we should bring it up, is uh, Lucy is still dating Jordan. Um, she, like, mentions that in some sort of conversation with Nicole, um, and so we know that they're boyfriend-girlfriend,
1: I don't- So, I don't know if Lucy's allowed to date yet.
0: Yeah, who knows. Uh, we get back to the, uh, the household and we realize that Lucy has not told the parents about her failing her test, actually blatantly lies about everything being fine, um, Mary confronts Lucy about this, and Nicole kind of overhears this conversation. She's like, I don't think Nicole's any good for you. You're lying now.
1: I feel like if I was going to come up with an alternative... Uh, another thing, another theme in this, I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, was the grades, because... Um, oh, yeah. What's her, what's her name? I Ruthie. Forget. Becky. you know Becky. Oh. There's Becky is, like, failing psych, and then Ruthie is f- f- intentionally failing math, and then you have uh, Lucy and... Uh, Nicole failing biology, but I I, like they didn't do anything with that.
0: No, they didn't. That could have been the alternate title failure tests. Failure? (laughs) Failing tests. Um, Getting ready for real life failing. (laughs) Um, So Lucy's like, like, this is none of your business, and runs off. Mary decides that she needs to tell the parents right away, and this is another instance of Mary thinking that she's doing the right thing, but no, the parents not reacting the way she wants them to. Um, so she tells the parents that Lucy is failing biology, and so is Nicole, and the parents are like, well, why isn't Lucy telling us this? Or why do not you give Lucy a
1: chance to tell us this or
0: something? And Mary's like, seriously?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I don't. Lucy never ends up telling them, so then I think the, the next... Uh, Okay, so the Rev is in his home office, and Lucy enters, and she says, like, oh, uh, make this quick. Like, I'm entertaining. And uh, the Rev says, like, why didn't you tell me that you were having trouble with biology? And why didn't you tell me about your test? Uh, And Lucy gets angry, of course, because Mary told him. And then she's like, oh, but then it ends up, she's like, oh, both, you know, Nicole and I are failing. And the Rev is like, oh, we need to get you a tutor. And I wrote this down because... Uh, Lucy goes, an older high school boy who looks like Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt kind of tutor? And I was like. You have a boyfriend. High school boys that look like that? Brad Pitt? That was my problem with it. Um. But she also, like, blatantly was like, I have somebody. I'm not looking for anybody else. And then the Rev is like, no, like, a your father tutor. <laughs> <laughs> like, the Reverend tutor. Uh.
0: She also mentions in this conversation the reason that she's failing is not because of Nicole, but because high school is just harder. Junior high was different, and high school is harder. And I'm trying to think about, like, what is happening in her high school life that is making this harder for her.
1: It's that boyfriend. Yeah, Jordan. Jimmy Moon was just a supportive, yeah. uh, you know, he was her, he was her rock through I, middle school.
0: She needs that again. Um, and then we get to, I guess, like, the real climax of the episode, which is Mary going to use the bathroom, and
1: <laughs> and the door is not locked, and she just throws it open, and there is Nicole cutting.
0: Uh, so, the way that Seven of Heaven filmed this is that you don't see anything below, like, Nicole's shoulders. Her, yeah. So, you don't see, like, the cutting, and you don't see any of, like, the scars or anything like that throughout the episode at all. Um, which, I don't know, I guess it's, like, smart, because it's, like, yeah. a family show, so I it could be traumatic for people to see that, but... Mm-mm. I don't really have an opinion on it. I, could, I think it, like they could have done it. They could have not done
1: it. It's fine. I think it's. I think it's better that they didn't.
0: Um, I think though that the way that they did this is so uh, like it's. They could. I guess they had to do it this way because somebody obviously had to realize that she was cutting. But they could have done it in a completely different way, where like her sleeve pulls up and somebody like sees her
1: arm or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a scar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But like because first of all. At, we find out later that Nicole has, has like, it's not a new thing that she's cutting, that she's been cutting for years. And so an experienced cutter, and I don't, like, mean this in a joking way, but just somebody who does this a lot, would not, one, I don't think, do it in, like, somebody else's home. Uh, and also... With the door unlocked. And, and yeah, two, with the door unlocked. Especially because we learn later that uh, she always locks the door to her own bedroom. Right. So... Like, she's in the habit of Lots doing... Lots inconsistencies. Things. Exactly. And this was just so Mary could see it. Uh, she... Uh, she just
1: goes, please don't tell anyone.
0: And that's the end of that. Um, Mary, immediately the next day,
1: goes to the Rev's office to try to, like, tell tell him that she... All she says is, like, you need to tell Lucy she can't hang out with Nicole anymore without saying anything else. And then she's, like, again with the, like, I think something's up with her or I have a bad feeling. Um, and never... Like, of course, people are gonna be like, you have to give a reason. You can't just be like, I don't like this girl. Uh,
0: I also think it was weird and kind of wrong for Mary to like her reaction to the fact that Nicole cuts to be you can't hang around Lucy anymore. Right.
1: That is that it just doesn't make sense. Like that.
0: I mean, if if Mary seriously wants to help uh, Nicole, she would not take away the only friend Nicole seems to have. Uh, And two, like, cutting is not like contagious. It's not like, oh, if Lucy sees that happening, Lucy's also going to start cutting. That's not how that works. Uh, so, I thought there was like no logical explanation for why she keeps on saying you have to stay. For, you have to. You have to make sure that Nicole and her aren't friends anymore. Yeah. So Mary decides that the best way to do this is try to talk to Lucy directly. Uh, so the next couple of scenes we have in the storyline uh, are her trying to talk to Lucy and Lucy ignoring her, um, which I think will be my Lucy is the worst moment eh. where, yeah, I think basically like all the scenes where she's like not listening to Mary whatsoever. And I think
1: Mary is, I don't know. Well, oh, that was mine. When, when she, you keep stealing them. Oh, I'm sorry. I should just say it first right at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I would say uh, well, the part where right before, well, when Mary tells uh, both Camerons and Lucy when they're standing there, and Mary finally says it, and Lucy is just like, "No, she doesn't. You're making this up. That was it." When she just runs away, and well, and and uh, the Reverend Annie are like, "We believe Mary because, I mean, she doesn't. It's been clear that for some reason she just didn't like this girl. But why? Like, that's such a weird thing to make up to and also try a to
0: horrible thing to make up,
1: right? Um, but like, there's no. There's no reason to believe that uh, she'd be lying about this.
0: And Mary, like, the the character that they've created for Mary is not someone who'd, like, start something vicious like this. Like, actually, it's the opposite. It's Lucy who starts vicious rumors. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she said that that girl was bulimic in, like, the last season. Yeah. She didn't end up being bulimic. And Mary was very much like, I don't believe in gossip. Um, But we should mention that Nicole doesn't
1: show up to biology
0: that day. So now, like uh the marbles have been spilled
1: (laughs) and (laughs) And everybody's falling on the marbles they're all over the floor now uh so
0: we have a a, i think a very good conversation between the rev and lucy about uh oh
1: because she's like why would she do that yeah she just doesn't understand cutting
0: and the rev explains that it's uh it's a something that's been happening to a lot of teenage girls, um, or a lot of teenage girls engage in this kind of behavior um, along with uh, eating disorders that uh, it's, and like it's a very, I think, good explanation about why uh, people um, self-harm dealing with like emotional pain through physical pain, etc. And I don't really have any comments about this point of the episode. Uh,
1: uh, Yeah, it was good. So then um, well, it, it wraps up because the Rev is like, um, Nicole's father is coming over here. I didn't tell him why on the phone. I told him I wanted to talk to him about tutoring Nicole, um, which a side note. Like, why is the Rev tutoring other people's children in biology? Um be a and, biology. And he's like, oh, uh, he's, he's coming over to pick her up, but I'm also going to talk to him. Or no, she's not even there. Mm-hmm. So he's just coming over to talk. Uh, and when he arrives... Um, we have a break from the formula. Yeah, I didn't exactly remember um, this part of this episode. when I was watching it, and I thought it was going to be like the other ones where the Rev confronts like um, a child's parents, and then they immediately insist, like, not our kid. Our, you know, there's, our child couldn't possibly be doing something that we didn't know about. But actually, Nicole's father is like, oh... Um, we feared that she might be cutting again. We moved because in our old neighborhood, everybody knew about the cutting and Nicole went to therapy. This was about, I think he said two years ago. He calls his daughter a freak at some point. Well, I think he says that people... Oh, the town freak. Yeah, they were calling her the town freak. So that's why they had to move because it wasn't any easier for her to be in a place where everybody knew. Um... So he was like, oh, we should have known. We were seeing the signs again. She's always got her bedroom door locked, but she apparently does not lock the bathroom door when she's in other people's homes. She's visiting the bathroom more frequently. Wearing baggy clothes. Um, One thing I noticed at the beginning of this episode, it's still supposed to be pretty warm out because everybody's wearing shorts um, and, like, tank tops for most of it. And the entire time, um, Nicole is wearing, like, long sleeve shirts. And I have nothing else to say about that conversation. No, That's about it. Well, it wraps up with the Rev.
0: Saving the day. He um, has a card. Uh, he basically says that there's a place, a treatment center in Chicago called Safe Alternatives. Now, this is actually, we looked this up, a real place. Uh, safe stands for self-abuse finally ends. Um, and it's a place that uh, like specializes in treating adolescents um who are self harming, uh, and gives them the contact information, one eight hundred don't cut, and says, I think that you should like contact the doctor and try to see if you can get Nicole here, um like therapy's not working and sometimes like specialized care is what needs to be done. Um and what we find out is that Ted, the father, takes the Rev's advice and Nicole is leaving to go to Chicago.
1: Yeah, Uh, so uh, it's like the next day or something because the father and Nicole come back to the house for Nicole to say goodbye, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think somebody says something about, like, Lucy not being able to keep friends, or or maybe that was us. No, (laughs) uh, we
0: said that, but uh, this scene is, like, uh, Nicole saying thank you to Mary for saying something and Mary apologizing for lying to her saying i'll promise i won't tell anyone but then she tells everyone uh she's like i'm not sorry that you did that (laughs) yeah and she's like i you know i want to stop this i want to get better which is very conveniently timed for this episode but okay sure i believe you (laughs) um they hug there's a lot of crying everybody's crying um and yeah nicole's gone yeah. To Chicago. And that's it. The last scene is like a heartfelt scene between father and daughter. They are studying for biology. Uh, the Rev is crying. And he says, I'm not Nicole.
1: Oh, yeah, they're talking about asexual reproduction. Yes.
0: I'm not Nicole, but and I can't come to your, your biology class with you, but I can be your best friend, too. <laughs> and... Cool. Cool best friend, Lucy. And they hug, and it's nice
1: question mark. Uh, but yeah,
0: that's uh, another best friend Lucy
1: lost. Lost. Just, just she had her for a moment, and then she was gone. Like many of Lucy's best friends, I'm saying this. I'm saying that this, this is just imagined quotes, yes. like air quotes, air quotes. Uh, and that's the episode. Uh, I'm giving it a three because I, I it was another one that was kind of boring, and also the whole thing with Matt really bothered me. How they were like not my baby boy, Matt, oh, he gets whatever he wants. And they haven't done, like, it was the first time he was really treated like a child, yeah, I think, yeah. in his family, but it was, like, it could have been done in so many different ways, like, to, to no, it it shouldn't have been done, but, I don't know, the, this kind of, like. They could
0: have done it, they could have taken a comedy route for this completely, Because I feel like... The parents should have made fun of him. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I think, like, the scenes where Simon and Mary were, like, pointing out all his flaws and, like, Matt was being kind of, like, psychotic. Yeah, he was like, (laughs) get out! Yeah, it was, like, I think that was funny. I, like, that, like, he suddenly is, like, self-conscious about the fact that he's maybe not as perfect as he thinks he is. Um, I think that would have been great, but then they wouldn't have done all the rest of it. Uh, I'm going to give it a four, because... okay. I thought it was uh, better than last week's, uh, and I think they handled it
1: well enough. Um, they haven't really, like you said, they haven't really had a big, huge misstep Yeah, in their tackling of, of anything um, really serious. I mean, they've had think, missteps. Right.
0: I think what it is is they, I, they could
1: always do more, but they just don't, and... Like, and I think it's because of this they try to shove everybody into every episode and give them something to do, even if it's something as, even if it's like, oh, the clapper is out of whack. Right. Like,
0: like I think we don't ever get to the issue of why she does this in the first place. Like, um, they're, from what we know, her parents are still together.
1: Um I mean, she wants to go to the bathroom right after that, like, Danny guy. Like, maybe she was, like, bullied. I can't, or, like... But, like, and, she's... And even,
0: like, a sentence about that... Right. Would have been, I think, good because otherwise you, you make... Uh, I feel like you make, like, somebody who cuts or somebody who's watching this episode, like, the other. Right? Like, this is how normal people do things, and then you are different, and you're other. And, like, what, they sh- what I think Seventh Heaven should try to do is... Like form some kind of, some kind of understanding as to why like people do the things that they're doing.
1: Um, I but I also feel like if depending on because like we I don't know and just say uh, they don't want to like trivialize. Right. I don't right. think they I don't think they want to trivialize anything. Mm, mm-hmm. So like if if it was because like she was bullied or like she, I don't know she because, the, like, the guy, like, laughs at her, like, if she was, like, rejected on the first time she tried to, like, ask someone out, and, like, this was, like, her coping, uh, like, she, she never really, like, I don't know, this was the w- the way she dealt with things. Um, I feel like sometimes people can, like, trivialize. Oh, right, Being like, like, oh, that's why Oh, you're... that's such a stupid right, reason to right. do it. Like, the, the first thing we were like, oh, well, her parents are together, so, like, what's wrong with her? Why is she doing this? Um, so I don't, I think that it's good to leave, leave. it open. Okay. okay, that's fair. Because that's fair. you don't want to, like, make... I don't
0: know. You don't want to make people think that you need to read a, reach a certain level of, like, hurt or pain or trauma. Right, for, for to this to be your, or, like,
1: what, the, yeah. Yeah,
0: I get that. Um, I just feel like she, the, there was no owning her her own, like, she was not able to own her own narrative. She was just kind of, like, the object in this. Again, then, right, no, no, she
1: had, like, very few lines, just, it was mostly just, like, talking about boys with Lucy, and then telling Mary, like, don't tell anyone. Right, exactly. She never even told the story about, like, her. it was through her father that was like, oh, she's, you know, cut before and we thought she was better. And, like, she should have, that scene should have taken place between Mary, um, not, between yeah. Lucy and Nicole.
0: And I think it's, like, good that the Rev had that conversation with Lucy, but I also think some of the things that the Rev said about uh, people who engage in self-harm could have been something that... Like, Lucy had a conversation with uh, Nicole about being like, Lucy, like, why do you do this? Or, I'm trying to understand. And Nicole being like, well, mm, this is how I... Blah, 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 blah. But, whatever. It's fine. They did it. Um,
1: do you We're have... never going to see Nicole again. Even though they talk about, like, Lucy's like, Nicole gave me a calling card so I can call Chicago whenever I want. She'll be back in, like, yes, six months or something. But she didn't give a phone number to call. Well, 1-800-DON'T-CUT probably is, like, her direct line now. Um,
0: so who is your best Camden in this episode? If you have one. Uh,
1: Mary, I guess. I, I mean, I'm I do I don't like, oh yeah, actually Ruthie for playing Simon like that. It's just, just <laughs> going to be Ruthie every time because <laughs> she's going to manipulate someone. And when I can't think of anything, we're like, good manipulation. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Simon
0: because he Was not annoying
1: in this episode. Oh, see, see, yeah, no, I don't want to go with Mary because in the beginning, when she like just inexplicably doesn't like yeah. Nicole, it seems she sets herself up for failure when yeah. she actually has something to say about Nicole. Um, so it's not Mary, it's Ruthie.
0: Oh, we should just mention that uh, Mary and Lucy do reconcile. Lucy, apolo- Lucy apologizes, Brucey? and um, they have a pillow fight.
1: <laughs> it was beautiful.
0: Um, I think that's about it for this episode, unless you have anything else. So-
1: know what's going to be on social media. You're going to have to watch out. So at Camden Camp Show on Twitter and Instagram, CamdenCast on Facebook.
0: And uh, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. I'm Tandy,
1: And I'm Aaron,
0: And this was CamdenCast.